With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on in sunny, actually overcast California, but it's warm outside. It's weird. Usually, and we're not there yet. Southern California has something called June gloom. You guys familiar with June gloom? And I know everybody in the studio is in there or not. Yes, idiot, we live here. I'm not talking to you. No offense, no offense. None taken, none taken. I'm, I'm speaking to, I'm speaking to those of you who don't live in Southern California. You guys are familiar with June gloom is? Um, okay, I'll give you basically what June gloom is, and then Ramos can tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong. Um, it's a weather pattern. Um, we have it really, I say bad, we have it bad in uh, Orange County where I live, especially by the beach where you get this, it's called a marine layer. That, that's not smog. That's a marine layer. It looks like smog. No, it's a marine layer. No, but seriously, it is a marine layer. So Southern California is a basin, right? So stuff collects there. Yes. Smog does collect there. Um, but so do, so do these overcast clouds. They come in overnight from the ocean and they keep us cool in the early summer months. They keep us cool most of the year, right? It's not just the water temperature. Remember you did that when you were in school? We like the, the, the water temperature, like, oh, the reason it's not humid in Southern California is not just the air and the climate. The reason the air and the climate is because the water is actually cool. That's weird. So anyway, that water creates this marine layer. It's just like a thin layer of clouds which in any other part of the world, you would go like, is it going to rain? It's not going to rain. And then by like 11, 1130, 12 o'clock, um, 11, 1130, 12 o'clock, it, it burns off. They say it burns off or recedes back into the ocean only to do it again. And so instead of this incredible, sunshiny, beautiful summer 
June's, it's the morning you wake up, you throw on a sweatshirt, like, what's the deal? But to those of us who live here, you throw on a sweatshirt because by noon you take it off and it's beautiful and sunny the rest of the day. Ramos, is that about right? You are correct. In fact, I wore a jacket here, but now I know I don't need it. Yeah, now you're sitting there broadcasting in a tank top and a thong. (laughs) I thought we told you there was a pants or shorts policy in the studio. Can we, Gavin, can we work on that with John? Like, this is... We can't warn him. We just. I'm going to have to go to HR about this. Yeah, well, we might have laid off everybody in HR. Everybody else got (laughs) laid off, so I'm not not really sure. Discover matches all the cash back you're in your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. I mentioned June gloom because it does appear to be upon us in Southern California. Here's Frank Vogel after the Lakers lost again. Be better, even at, under adverse circumstances. The mid-game uh, loss of Anthony was was tough. I mean, you know, we basically spent the last two days trying to figure out how we're going to be creative and, uh, and making him the focal point. And when he's out, you know, we're we're left to adjust on the fly again. And you know, we didn't adjust well enough. But like I said, nobody's feeling sorry for us. Uh, we're not feeling sorry for ourselves, and, and we have to be better uh, competing through adverse circumstances. The the loss they've now lost four or five. They got six games left. And of course, LeBron still got a high ankle sprain. He'll be out tonight in a pivotal game against the Portland Trailblazers. A loss tonight would drop them to seven in the conference, which of course puts them in the play-in tournament. Uh, Anthony Davis, it looked like he grabbed his ankle, that he heard his, his ankle was hurting, or maybe his calf or, or whatever is hurting. And then he left the game with back spasms. Did he tweak his ankle? I, I don't, the whole thing is very confusing. What I do know is they're kind of a mess. And the question is, is this just June gloom, right? Like you're getting ready, you're petering towards the end of the season. And then all of a sudden, you know, in a couple of weeks, LeBron's healthy, Anthony Davis is healthy and they're back. They, they get Dennis Schroeder back and they're back firing in all cylinders. Okay. Um, or like, <clears throat> is it something much more dire? Health has determined the existence or lack thereof of more championship teams in the NBA, more so than I think any other factor, including your clutch gene or how good you actually are. Like we don't talk when the, when the Cavs came from three games to one back, I, I, I did an interview with uh, Andrew Bogut on my all ball podcast. Like nobody talks about the fact, everybody talks, well, Draymond Green got suspended. Yes, he did. Okay. But Andrew Bogut also got hurt. So you're losing your starting center and your starting power forward. And your starting center, you lost for the last three games of, uh, of, the, uh, of the playoffs, of the finals. The Warriors, when they won the NBA championship, before they got Kevin Durant, remember they faced a Kyrie Irving-less Cavs after game one. And every team that they faced in the playoffs that year did not have their starting point guard for at least two of the games. You look back when the Lakers had the three-peat and then lost to the Pistons the last year of Kobe and Shaq. Everybody points out that Kobe and Shaq weren't getting along, and that's pretty obvious. What people forget is that Rick Fox, Carl Malone, and I think Gary Payton all got hurt. Goes back to the 80s as well. Like Isaiah Thomas likes to go like, oh, you know, we beat the Celtics. Larry Bird didn't play. We beat the Lakers. Magic was hurt one year. And again, one year, the, 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 the year the Lakers beat the Pistons in the finals, Isaiah got hurt, I think, in game six. He was heroic in game six, but useless in game seven. So we can go round and round. Chris Paul, when he was with the Clippers, got hurt. And then he was hurt with, with the Houston Rockets. Those are championship caliber teams. You can sit here and tell me they're cursed, but then, you know, the Clippers are cursed, but then are the Rockets cursed? You know, I mean, we, we, we try and do all these things. The healthiest team, the most cohesive team, and the best team win a championship. And the reason LeBron is so dead set against the play-in tournament isn't because he thinks they could lose. Although, like, look, you play a Steph Curry and you got to win a game and there's a guy that can single-handedly beat you. He's done it 
in the NCAA tournament. Why couldn't he do it in this play-in tournament? That said, what I think he's really concerned about is the more games they play, the more likely they are to get hurt. That's really what it kind of comes down to. Anthony Davis is a guy who's been hurt a ton in his career. And I've been told um, from people in basketball that have been to his workouts and know his routines and everything that he's not really, he's not LeBron in terms of his own personal fitness and his desire to like LeBron is hurt right now. But remember part of that is because he came back early because the second he gets hurt, he wants to fix it. He spends a million dollars on his body. Anthony Davis doesn't. And if the calf hurts and then the ankle hurts and now the back hurts, it's going to be something else next week. We've all had that. We've all had even the thought and dream of a great, of a fancy car where we've experienced it. And you're like, yeah, it's in the shop more. It's on the road. Dandy Davis. So I, I think that the Lakers have an Anthony Davis size problem. They can't win without him. And you might say, well, they can't win without LeBron. I, I got it, but I don't think LeBron can win without him anymore. He knows it. That's why he reached out and got Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis is just not durable. He gets hurt a lot. And he doesn't seem to come back with the same kind of vigor and intensity of a LeBron James. And if you can't win without a guy and you don't have a guy and you don't know if a guy will stay on the court even when he comes back and you're looking at playing two more games than you previously would have because of the play-in tournament, that ain't great. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in pick six credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings. Pick six. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See 
See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. How do you solve problems? How do you solve problems? You know, I I like to think that... Um, you know, when, when you have problems sometimes in your life, it's a, it's a good thing to go and get some therapy. It's a good thing to talk to somebody, relate to somebody, you know, have your feelings heard. Um, when you're running a company, though, and, you know, you, you're trying to fix something, sometimes the best, it's like we talk about morale all the time at companies. I've worked at three big companies, and morale is really interesting. Do you know what the best way to help morale is? Like, I remember I was at ESPN and a lot of the people that start out working there, younger people who work there, they don't make very much money. And um, they had this really cool outdoor basketball league. And it was cool, not just because it was a league and you'd have some on-air talent and behind-the-scenes production, whatever. That was cool. What was cool about it was, there was the court was behind the cafeteria. So you'd have games like at lunchtime and you go out and you're like watching these dudes who you work with, like literally play five on five. My first year there, I didn't play. I just wasn't, you know, I don't know. When you, when you play a sport professionally, like I'm really, I'm going to play outdoors, some kind of rec league in the, with a temporary hoop. And after that, I was like, I, I, any of that that I carried, I, I kind of rediscovered maybe like nine, 10 months away, a love for the sport, just a little fried on it, need a little break got the break, went to work, and then started playing this league like in the spring. And I'll never forget, they, they got a scoreboard there, right? They got a scoreboard. And we're like, man, that is a cool scoreboard. Like, how much does that scoreboard cost? Yeah, it probably costs about 50 grand. Like, that's it? That's all that for 50 grand? And so what happens is the guys that were playing that league, they got ticked because, like, they make nothing. Like, look, instead of a scoreboard, like you could have spent $50 on one of those hand score thingies and had like a table instead spread that 10 grand around to all these guys making 20 grand. Right. Um, the Aaron Rodgers problem is going to persist in green Bay, but what, what you can't do is you can't fire Brian Gunnikunst. You can't have a player determine who, the general managers, especially when the general manager helped rebuild the team into the team with the number one seed in the NFC. Right? I can't do that. Okay, so what is possible? Are you going to trade Aaron Rodgers? No. Is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? No. Are you going to trade Jordan Love? Probably not at this point because, again, you'll get pennies back on the dollar. He, he hasn't played a preseason game, so nobody knows if he can play. And we just had our NFL draft, so nobody really who needs a quarterback wants him as their quarterback. Because there isn't really, if you needed a quarterback, you should have taken care of it in the draft. Which most did. Most did. Or they traded for a quarterback, whatever. So there's no desire for or appropriate value for Jordan Love. You're not going to trade... Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to let him sit. Otherwise, you got to fine him. And he don't want to sit because he's got too few years left in his career. And though he, it's not about money to him. It's just not. But it's, it is, but it's always, that's a good way to fix it. Th think of when things go wrong, what's an easy way to fix things? Throw money at it. Throw money at it. Part of what has gone awry here is he wanted a contract extension. That wasn't what they, they just wanted to recalibrate his contract. So some of it is semantics. A lot of it is how he gets paid, when he gets paid, how long he's under contract, all of those things. And they've already kind of acquiesced in terms of demands to his, to his desire to have an extension, not to have his contract reworked. Here's A.J. Hawk, former teammate on the Green Bay Packers, on Colin Cowherd earlier today. 
everything is fixable, right? And when I look at their situation, yeah, I think it's it's definitely fixable. I don't think there's anything crazy from either side. I think that would just cause someone to, to break things off completely. Uh, but I, I do think it's an uphill battle. I think the Packers are going to have to figure something out. I don't know what they need to do or how they do it. But uh, I, I know I'm hopeful as a, as a Packer fan that, that Aaron's back there. Do you guys remember a couple years ago when there was that terrible story of the little boy who got attacked by a, was it a crocodile at Disney? You, you remember that story? Yeah, um, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a crocodile. It was, it was. His name was Lane, Lane Thomas Graves. He was playing on a beach outside Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Um, and there's signs there. But I mean, you know, who thinks an alligator is going to come right on Disney property? Alligator grabbed him into the lake, dragged him in the lake. Um, he was gathering sand for a sandcastle. And I mean, the worst possible his dad jumped in, but couldn't save his son. It was just a terrible. So what did Disney do? Instead of massive lawsuits, they just said, hey, cut the biggest check possible. Right. Just cut the biggest check possible. And I mean, it was a terrible story. It was on the news for a week. And then eventually it went away. Like, I'm sure the problem still on some level persists and there's, they're, they're guarding against it a lot better and they're probably putting more safety protocols into place. But sometimes the only thing you can do is just write a big check. I, I hate to be, you know, you know, I don't really know what happened with Kobe in Colorado, but we do remember the pink diamond. Sometimes that's what you got to do. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't fix the problem. Didn't fix the problem with the little boy. Doesn't fix the problem with the alligators. It's a terrible story. That, that family will never be the same. But you know what? For the time being, we all try to like move on and get about the next parts of our life. It didn't fix the problems between Kobe and his wife. Like, no. Hey, and those, those issues I'm sure had to be worked through, but for the time being, it kept them together. You know, hell Robert Kraft man, Robert Kraft, everybody remembers he traded Garoppolo. He made them trade Garoppolo. Do you remember? They also reworked Tom Brady's contract. Do you remember that? Like the reason Tom Brady became a free agent and left for Tampa was because when they trade away Jimmy Garoppolo, then they reworked his deal, gave him more, gave him some more cash up front. And then finally, you know, at the last year, he was just like, you know, I want to be a free agent at the end of the season. And they acquiesced and they gave it to him. So to me, Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers situation, while very, very complex, because there's a lot to it, right? There's Brian Gunnenkunst, who's a young general manager, but he's a very well-respected scout. And obviously Jordan Love is his guy. That was his handpicked successor. All of those things. But the, at the end, at the absolute end of the day, whether it's how Aaron Rodgers was treated or coached or decisions they made or whatever, all of those things are real. But you know what? Say, hey, man, we're going to give you $10 million more up front. Like, who turns that down? Nobody. Because he really doesn't have options. We're not going to trade him. He's not going to retire. He's not going to play poorly. This is Daniel Jeremiah on our show yesterday on how other teams would handle Aaron Rodgers. You know, talked to a general manager, was talking to one of my buddies in the league about this whole situation, and he just said, look, my conversation with Aaron would be pretty simple. Like, I want to try and make you the highest-paid player in the league and do my best to, to make you happy, but you need to understand that there is zero chance I'm trading you. That's not happening. So if you want to retire, you're going to have to retire because there's nothing that, that you could say or do that's going to force my hand in this, in this regard. I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. Yep. Yep. It's, it, you want to retire, you can retire. When you retire, you get to pay us back $22 million. If you don't retire, you get to play for the best team, we think, in the NFC. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRat.com to see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRat.com slash sports. TireRat.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Let's welcome in John Middlecoff, who joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We got into an ice cream discussion. I don't know if you want to do an ice cream hierarchy in, in, this, short, um, in, in this short order, but if you, your goat ice cream flavor is what? Uh, probably mint chip. Mint chocolate chip? Mint chip, chocolate chip, cookies and cream. You know, th- those three kind of rotate depending on how I'm feeling. Mint chip, chocolate chip, and cookies and cream. That's solid. Solid, sol- uh, solid, solid. I'm, I'm with you on the vanilla because vanilla, like you said, it's not just versatile. You can literally make chocolate just by pouring the chocolate syrup and then you got a chocolate milkshake, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Did you ever do it when you were the kid and you didn't have the blender? You ever do the put the ice cream in the glass? Throw a little milk in there, stir it around, and then you got a ch- then you get a milkshake. I mean, that wasn't that the uh, mid '90s milkshake? Yes, <laughs> yes, that was that was the ghetto milkshake day? we all grew up on. Oh, you, you want a milkshake? Here you go. Your kid, your kids don't do that. They do blenders now. Uh, no, they do that. They, they do that. Yeah. My kids, they'll go like, let's go out to ice cream. Like, why we go out to ice cream when I bought a thing of Briars is four dollars, whereas it's four dollars for a scoop. Like that doesn't make any. I, I actually, I've taught my kids like I'm, I'm not being cheap here. I'm being smart. Uh, we did. I we also, did this with a basketball I, I like tournament. Co- I, like co- I like coffee ice cream too. Coffee ice cream is great. I, anything coffee is good. Anything coffee yeah. is good. 
Uh, John Middlecoff, our guest in the Doug Gottlieb show. Do you just throw money at Aaron Rodgers and, and say, hey, here's some money, go away? I mean, not go away, get, get, get ready to play. Yeah, pipe, pipe down. I, I, yeah. I do think they could do some things to just kind of help them. Uh, I, I was telling Colin last week, like, could they? I, I know financially it's not, it, I just, they need to clear some money or whatever, but shouldn't they be interested in Julio Jones? You know, wouldn't that be a way? Okay, we got Julio and we got Devontae. Our team's loaded. Here, we'll guarantee your contract for the next couple of years. Do you want us to trade Jordan Love? I mean, is, is it really that big of an issue? To me, the question, though, Doug, if he truly and, – and you and I have talked about this before, I think with Deshaun about the owner, like how overrated it is if you hate your owner. You're like, you never even talk to him. Kind of similar. You, you would talk more if you're Rodgers to the GM. He's at practice every day. But you don't – it's not like you, – you interact with LaFleur and the offensive coaches if you're Rodgers and even the defensive coaches a lot. But to me, the GM, if you told me that Rodgers and him didn't talk, they didn't even really see each other in a month, like that's understandable. So I don't know how much you'd have to deal with them. Because the Jerry Krause thing, in that documentary, those guys hated Jerry Krause the whole time, and they kept winning. It it worked fine. So I I think you can, quote-unquote, hate the GM and keep functioning. So, yeah, I mean, guarantee his money, maybe get him a little more help. But if he truly, truly hates them, it is, that is, you know, I don't know. You know, it's hard to work around someone you hate. But like I said, I don't know how much time they actually spend, you know, side by side. Uh, have you, have any of your friends in the league, do any of them believe that he'll be traded? Uh, no. Because they, why are they going to, they, just because the Packers, he would have to make it so ugly. Again, they're not, is he not going to show up to training camp? You know, that, that to me, okay, then that kind of gets it going. But he makes, what, $37 million this year? I think the NFL changed. You know, typically a guy like him gets paid in 17 weeks. You know, in the, in the NFL, back when they had a 16-game schedule and the bye week, you get paid your salary. So that would be like $2 million a week. Well, now I think they get paid over 34 weeks. That's still a million dollars a week. So he's just going to give money back and just not show up. I have a hard – when it's that much money, I have a hard time seeing – uh, you know, now if he would have handled this like Stafford, right? Matt Stafford, right when the season ended, went to the went to the owner and the president and was like, I, "I, we need to go our separate ways." Now, obviously, they were going to reset the franchise. It's not. I, if I was the Packers, I wouldn't necessarily like give in right away. But would it have probably been handled a little bit differently? You know, uh, this the way that this was handled. And it can come out that it, you know, I know Schefter said that it wasn't Aaron leaking it. People can say whatever they want. And I know reporters are always like, don't source guess. It's pretty clear, you know, where this stuff is coming from, right? Whether it's exactly Aaron Rodgers, like, uh, Gudikins is not leaking that he's making fun of him on text messages. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, this is a unique situation because the guy is elite, Right, he's not good. He's elite. I mean, he's the MVP of the league, and he's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen on a team. The Athletic had a good article from Bob McGinn. You know, not just about just their draft this year, but you know, on paper, this should be the best team of the last three years. Right, right? they're going to be better than last year. He wants to go to the Broncos. The the Broncos, who do have talent, if you put them on the Broncos, they'd be good. But like the the Packers are good now. They just hosted the, the Raiders and made the playoffs one time in 18 years. We don't even know if John Gruden can win a big game. He well, here, here's, here's, the, here's the other part. No, look, I, he's not getting traded, okay? It's not happening. But in the, well, not, not right now, for not sure. Right, not, not right now, okay? But in this scenario of, okay, you're going to force, I'm, I have to be traded. You do realize that the Packers are going to want players back in return, right? Like, you're not just going to take draft picks because if you do that, you're, you're an idiot. One, because draft picks are like a 50% hit rate in the first round. Secondly... The draft picks are going to get worse once they add Aaron Rodgers. So you're going to take back players in return. So even if you go like, you know what I really like? I really like the receivers. I like this. I like that. Like, we basically like, no, we want that and that and that. And you're going to end up going to a stripped down franchise. I mean, doesn't make any sense. So I, I agree with you that, that that that's the thing about Brian Gunnikens. Do, do I think that he's more scout than GM? Yes. Yes. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is like, look, this is the quarterback that that GM took. I know how this works. He's going to do anything he can to make himself look like a genius and find the next great quarterback. I got it. 
that said, the guy has done a really good job of building this team to being a championship caliber team. Well, one, one thing that bothers me when people talk about GMs in any sport, but definitely in football, it's like, well, he's, he hasn't hit on mid-round picks lately. Your, your job is more than just the draft. He hired the coach who has 26 wins in two years. I mean, they pivoted off McCarthy. They hired this guy. He's also in charge of this thing called free agency. They, they landed the pass rusher, the Smith brothers, and one of them is really good. Like, you get credit for that, too. You know, it's not just picking guys in the fifth round. Right. So it's just he's done a it's the really whole good thing. Job. It's, the, it's the whole thing. The whole thing has been, you know, they found Aaron Jones and they re-signed Aaron Jones. Like, you know, they, they drafted the Dylan kid last year that protected them against Aaron Jones asking for crazy money. It also allowed uh, was it Williams? Or Jamal Williams was the other backup running back. Yeah, the walk drafted the other guy who's yeah. everyone I know. In the league yeah. life. It's a good it's a good team. It's a good franchise. You know, are they have they made some it, mistakes? Of course. Name the team that hasn't made the mistakes. I'm, I'm waiting. Is it, just, is it just this simple? And plus, it, there's a salary cap league. There's no perfect team. Like every team's going to have a flaw somewhere right. on the roster. Is that is it, he just want to move west? Does he, it, and, he, and here's I think we might have talked about this last week, but it was so fresh. You had some time to think about it. If he just wants to move west, you know his biggest problem. He can't come out and say that because it's basically kind of bashing Green Bay. Like I don't want to live here anymore. And he wants to be beloved in that little community, right? He doesn't want those guys to flip on him. So he's kind of in this spot. If you just look at the teams he wanted to go with, he wanted to go to two losing teams. Well, they're just toward Malibu, right? And it's just quicker for him to get out of here. Why, just be, let's just be real. You know, why didn't he have Miami Dolphins on the list? Why, why, why doesn't he have other teams on the list, right? Why didn't he, when the Packer or when the Colts were interested, like, why, wasn't he thinking about this? If he's hated this guy for this long, wouldn't he have been thinking about this this offseason when things were moving and shaking? You know, when the Rams wanted a quarterback? Like, there, there was a lot of stuff. Why, why did he wait so long? Or is it just, is he just kind of haphazard in the whole thing and just going with the flow? I, it, it's hard to kind of pinpoint because it, it, it doesn't all add up if it's just as simple as he hates the GM. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. John Middlecoff is, is our guest. Um, okay, let, let's let, let's pivot. Let's get to the draft. We haven't. I don't think we've talked since the draft no, on on air, right? Um, what did you think of? Did San Francisco? Did they change their mind? Like I've talked to a bunch of people, okay, and they're not as close to the situation. Well, a couple of them had worked for Kyle, and they were like, "I'm telling you, Mac Jones was his guy like a month ago," and then something happened. What happened? Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing that. I don't have inside information on this one. I, I, and listen, coaches look at things differently than personnel people, or definitely fans. But I have a hard time believing that Kyle, who's been around the league his whole life, and I'm sure his dad played a role too, thinking that they would have had to trade all that to get Mac Jones. Because as we saw, after more information came out, like Mac Jones didn't sniff the top five. He ended up going 15, which, in my personal opinion, is still an overdraft. And I like Mac Jones. But I, I, I think my, my personal opinion is if you, when you watch Trey Lance and you start realizing, like your scouts, like this guy's really big in person, once people actually see him, he's only, that's the type of guy that you have to trade up for. And I know that everyone in the media went all in on Mac Jones because that just kind of took on a life of its own. I have a hard time believing that, Doug, because that – if they would have taken Mac Jones, especially knowing what we know now, I mean, that would have been one of the craziest overpays, I don't know, in like the history of America, like in any business. I mean, he, he went 15, and I think most of us feel like, yeah, it's a pretty good spot, but still, like, if the Patriots didn't take him, where's he going? I mean, the, the Broncos and Panthers took corners over him and didn't even think twice. The Bears, boom, Justin Fields, and they're desperate for a quarterback. So I, I just don't think – obviously he fits – Kyle, his history of type quarterbacks, but I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt on this one that he just understands because I, I've watched every press conference he's had. And the last couple of years, the way he's talked about Mahomes, last year, the way he talked about Josh Allen, it fits more the mold of Trey Lance because you don't trade that many picks, which is really two net first rounders because you flip flop picks. So you've got one first rounder out of it to get a guy whose upside is not sky high. That's, that's, Part of and you and I talked for a month leading up. Part of the reason you mortgage the future is you're taking a huge swing. You don't then play it safe. And I, I, I truly believe, and maybe I'm wrong, 
but I, I think it was Trey Lance was their pick. Now, I think Kyle liked Mac Jones. I'm not disputing that. And he would have, they were entertaining it. But I, I think when they made the trade, Trey Lance was their top guy of the three. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Cincinnati had a chance to draft Penesul. Instead, they drafted the top. Uh, they drafted the top wide receiver, who has a connection. Obviously, the former wide receiver with uh, with Joe Burrow, uh, the quarterback. What do you think of that decision? Yeah, I mean, I, I just fundamentally believe you go line up top. Uh, and I didn't like what Miami did, but I gave them credit. They ended up getting a tackle in the next round. So the way it worked for them, I feel pretty good about it, right? But when you take Jamar Chase and a huge reason just reading like Albert Breer's is Burrow telling them you know, they've been training. Obviously, they you know him. They have a connection. I, I, if I have offensive line needs and wide receiver needs, you just look at the history of the draft. I mean, second and third round wide receivers are really good. And I, I know this guy is talented. I like Jamar Chase, but I, I have to go offensive line now. Depending on who you talk to, it's up for debate how elite Panay Sewell is. Like, everyone views him as a first-round player, but I knew people that viewed him like, you know, they did not think he was like some all-time great. So if you are taking a guy at five, you know, in a vacuum, you want to take the guy with the highest ceiling. But when you're building a team and when your quarterback couldn't finish the season because his leg was snapped, I would just lean offensive line just based on the value of the draft. So I – I, I disagree. Now, if Panay Sewell, it is based on Panay's got to be good, right? And I think depending on who you, like he's not a universal Tyron Smith years ago or Lane Johnson. He's not necessarily viewed like that. So I get it internally, but the way it felt, it was down to two players and they went with just the wide receiver over the offensive lineman, which to me is a mistake. What are the Raiders doing? I, I just don't think they know value, Doug. Like, you can, hey, the last three years, it was Cleveland Farrell. Last year, it was Arnett from Ohio State, and this year it was Leatherwood. I have no problem going, we love this guy. We think he's going to be a great fit with us. We want to take him. It, anyone can trade up. If you or me ran a draft, we could trade up. All it takes is, hey, we'll trade you our second-round pick next year. Hey, be the Bears. We'll trade you our first round. A- anyone can. Moving back is hard. Because you have to kind of uh, have the wheels in motion for like the month leading up into the draft. You got to start working the, you know, the back channels of just the other GMs and just start planting seeds. And then things change fast. What I heard, they wanted the linebacker who Arizona takes. And then they freaked. They didn't know what to do. And then, you know, last minute, you can't get anyone to trade up. But, you know, you have to find a way. I heard someone. Maybe Mayock said this after the first or second. You know, they thought about it, but the, the draft compensation wasn't enough to move three or four spots back. Well, Mike, Leatherwood would have been there three or four spots back. So even if you're just getting a fourth-round pick, that's better than not getting a fourth-round pick and taking the same guy. Right. They, they just – they really – and this is what happens when you have a coach-centric operation. They don't care about value, Doug. They just care about, I want this player. I want this guy. Which I get it, and it, it's fine to be that way, but the draft – is really less about, like, it's about the market. And what do I have to pay for a player, right? The Eagles wanted Devontae Smith. Well, they had to jump the Giants because he was not going to be there at 12. So they had to get rid of a third to flip with Jerry. And look at what Jerry did. Jerry would have taken Parsons at 10, but he's like, hey, this guy's going in our division either way. We might as well just take the extra third, move back two spots, take the same guy. Why can't the Raiders ever do something like that? They end up taking a player that most of the league – views as not worthy of that pick, and they never get anything in return for it. So it's just they, they have a very, very poor understanding of value of the players within the league. Uh, who did the best? Uh, that's a good question. i I, I got to give Miami credit. I mean, they've been picking just really good players. You know, it's, it's easier to have a great draft when you draft high. You know, sometimes, and back to the Gudikins thing, and, you know, I saw Balky get this heat when he was with Harbaugh. Once you start winning and Belichick gets a lot of heat, it's hard to draft at the end of the rounds. So when you're up top, you just get to draft sweet players because you're drafting in the front of every round, right? So, I, like, I like the Broncos draft. They, obviously, Sertain is just going to be a solid, like, he, he is not going to bust. Now, he might not be an elite guy, but then in the second round, I thought the Jets should have taken the running back from North Carolina. Instead, they went with the wide receiver from Ole Miss, 
who tested well, but some of my buddies were like, on tape, you know, we didn't think he played at that speed. Everyone told me going into Friday they were going to take the North Carolina running back. Because to me, what makes it easier for a rookie quarterback is a running back than a wide receiver. Just because, like, all i got to do is hand it off. You know, with a rookie wide receiver, that guy's got to learn the offense. He then has to get open. I have to have time. I have to be comfortable. Like, we've seen it before. Just It, it can take some time. With a running back, it's, it's the easiest, most seamless transition to give your rookie quarterback some breathing room. And the Jets, they ended up taking a running back later. But I, I They took the other running back from North Carolina. They took Michael Carter. They took the other. And they, were, they thought they were getting the wrong Michael Carter. So they took another Michael Carter, a safety <laughs> in the fifth round. Yeah, so I... Yeah, I, I, I'll give the Patriots credit. I mean, they ended up not having to trade anywhere, and they just landed Mac Jones, who, listen, I, I, to my opinion, he's more second-round pick, but I get the quarterback inflation. He is It costs what it costs. Right. Then they traded back up, which is rare for them, and got the defensive tackle from Alabama. Christian so Barmore. Got, who, now, look, Christian yeah. Barmore, Ronnie Perkins, Ramondre Stevenson all have some checks against them off the football field, right? It is interesting that the Patriots – a team that generally stays, you know, with the exception, obviously, of Aaron Hernandez, has stayed away from some of that stuff. They did not with three consecutive picks. No, and the Giants did that, too. Once the Eagles stole Devontae Smith, they just kind of waved the white flag and smartly got the first-round pick, moved back, took Tony, who is a sweet player, but got some off-the-field issues, but get an extra first-round pick next year. You know, they, I thought that was a pretty good move for Gettleman. And think – you know, talking about Mayock and Gruden, we always give Gettleman heat because he never wheels and deals. Well, he finally just that, – that, that's a good move. That's a that's smart football decision. Good stuff, dude. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, later. You too. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I thought this – Andrew Grief would be a great guest. Uh, L.A. Times Clippers reporter joins us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, a- Andrew, let, let, let's start with the Clippers. I mean, obviously not to start with the Clippers, but start with their most recent performance. Um, you know, to those of us who to those people who are like, you know, wait to the playoffs. That's all that matters. How do the how do the Clippers look this year as opposed to the last year this time? You know, they really never got the chance to get to this point in the season because when they were hitting their stride the most, that was literally the day that the season stopped because of COVID. Um, so right now you're seeing them kind of – they went through a long, sustained peak after the All-Star break. They really focused on their defense. Um, and even when they had injuries after the All-Star break, they still won 11 out of 12 games at one point. They won – even when they were missing two or three starters. Uh, they, they dipped a little bit, go, you know, losing three straight. But they really come back strong, winning the last two – and so I think that you probably get varying points on how they feel entering the playoffs. Ty Lue last night was actually really upset. I mean, they won by 24. But he, was, he said they were disinterested in the game. They had 22 turnovers. They didn't respect the game. So I think that right there is kind of all you need to know about the Clippers. Um, they're, they're rolling pretty well right now. And yet Ty Lue is like, this is not where we need to be. We need to fo- tighten up our focus. And he says that they're playing for something more than obviously just a regular season win. Outside of the New Orleans game where he was he was just bad, um, how would you describe Paul George over the last month? Oh, well, he was he was a candidate for Player of the Month in April for a reason. I mean, he, he I think the thing that flipped for him was that he has played through some lingering um, toe pain since early February. He said that um, basically he has a, a bruised uh, toe bone on his right foot. And there was a point where he said that he, he would allow that to take over how he felt, you know, that, that to affect his performance. And really, there was a point where he said, okay, if I'm going to play, I just have to play all the way. You know, I, I can't let this limit me. If I'm going to choose to go on the court, then I can't hold myself back. I think that's when the point when you see things flip. And he's been um, not as efficient as he has been in some stretches in terms of his shooting. But I think you've seen his aggression, even when his, his jumper isn't falling. He's been much better at still, you know, prodding the inside of a defense, really getting the line as much as possible. So I think that this is probably, um, in a season where he's played really excellent, I think he's entering the playoffs in about as strong as he's been all year. Uh, the uh, One of the recent losses was to the Suns. Chris Paul gave it to him, but they had to start Trey Mann in that, in that game. 
In terms of the playoff teams that they match up well with and match up poorly with, who do they match up poorly with getting ready for those playoffs? You know, the, the Serge Ibaka is sort of one of the, the great question marks. Um, hasn't played since March 14th. When you get him out there, obviously he is a guy who can spread the floor at the center position more than Ibiza Zubat has. Um, so I think that that's sort of one little tool in their pocket they don't really have right now they can't really utilize. Uh, that limits, I suppose, a little bit of what they could do. But I think still with the ability to guard, um, you know, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard kind of around the perimeter, and I think the Zubats have been a revelation in terms of his ability to lock down um, the interior defense. Now, he had some trouble against Jokic, um, but I think that everyone has had trouble with Jokic this year. I think in terms of the teams that they match up most poorly with, I think the Suns are really hard. You know, I think that opposing point guards, small point guards, have had um, a lot of success against the Clippers at times this year. A lot of that was before Rajon Rondo joined, admittedly. But I think that if they're going to start Reggie Jackson, um, who's a great offensive player, not quite there defensively, opposing guards could cause some problems. And Chris Paul is one of those right there. Um, Phoenix has played them extremely tough all year. I think that's one of them that um, I still would think the Clippers would win that series. But they can give them a lot of fits, of course. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, do they do they want the Lakers in the playoffs? Well, I think that at, at this point, it's almost like if, if you can grab the Lakers early in the playoffs, that would seem to be for the better, right? Pretty much any opponent because of just the health they're going through. I mean, today they get through last night and they lose Anthony Davis, um, and Alex Caruso is now on the injury report. So the hits just keep coming for the Lakers. So I think that uh, you know, based on what we saw last night, clearly the Clippers. Um, they're, they're looking at a team right now that's wounded. I think they obviously took advantage last night, and you have to think about if they meet again in two weeks, things will probably be different. You know, LeBron James, I would expect you would, you, you would expect to come back um, and everyone to be healthier, but that's still a team that is really trying to find itself. And the Clippers, although they've had a lot of injury struggles, also. I think they are farther along in terms of understanding what their identity is. So I think if you can grab the Lakers early in the playoffs, it would seem to be more conducive to the success of your team. No question. No question. You, you want to get them early rather than late, especially if they get rolling, right? And that's really what happened to them last year was the, the, the Lakers weren't great early in the playoffs, but by the end they were, they, they were kind of – uh, they were kind of rolling. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you joining us. We'll talk as the playoffs get in the way. And thanks so much for being our guest on, on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, anytime. Thanks so much. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So Tom Brady said what on the call with, with the rest of the players? Yeah, so Doug, there was a boisterous plea, a fiery tirade, if you will, on the NFL Players Association call where he basically said, and I'm summarizing here, that everybody, all the players, they need to unite, go to their coaches, go to the league, and make it a point to say that we don't need to be required to partake in off-season required mandated workouts because he pointed out, like, in Major League Baseball, you're not having a, a, a Major League Baseball pitcher throw 95-mile-an-hour fastballs in December during the offseason. So why should NFL players be required to come in the offseason and risk injury and, and other things? And he said, well, look at last season. L- look at how we handled last season with things going virtually. We proved that we could make that happen, and that should carry over. Yeah. I mean, the problem is you have all these roster bonuses. The problem is you have all this great training. You know, they. I mean, I just... You did it because it was a pandemic. You also had no fans in the stands last yeah. year. Like it's a, we're like we're comparing, and I I get this. The problem with it is now you're creating precedent, right? And the players associated said, "Well, we had precedent. We did it last year. Great." You also do, do you not remember that the the Buccaneers got in trouble because they were practicing in a park? <laughs> yes. It's like I it it's almost infuriating, infuriating to go like, wait a second now, hold on. You got in trouble because your offensive coordinator came over and dropped off plays. You got in trouble because you were at the park working out and you're saying, well, look, we, we were do it last year. We can do it this year. If you really didn't want to have offseason training or whatever, then you should have addressed it in the CBA. It's really that simple. And if you're going to draw the hard and fire stance and go like, hey, we're going to boycott. We're not going to do it. When you had a chance, dude, of course, NFL teams are going to be like, we're not going to pay you when you get hurt. 
I, you know, outside of our training facility? Of course not. No. No, we are not. So, I, what happens with these arguments is like, you're pro-owner, like, no, I'm just telling you how contracts are written, agreed, negotiated, agreed to, that's the contract. In no, nowhere in the world do you go like, you know, I, I was going to buy your house for $150,000, but then I, I was going to sell my house for 150000 But then before my house closed, the house, you know, three houses down, closed for $175,000. My house is nicer. So now I'm going to charge you $180,000. Good luck with that. Good, good, good luck with that one. Tom Pelissero reports that Brady got on the call, which dealt with the union's continual push for players. Brady told the players to have very intense negotiations about modifying their work. So he said, there's no effing pro baseball player throwing 95 in mid-December. And there's no football players hitting in the offseason, Tom. Say something else that's not back to the act. Like, why do, what are they, how do these guys do this? Doug, don't you think that this is just the guy's wanting to do the workouts on their own terms. Yes. And, and that's what it really comes down to. Yes, which they can do. Okay, if they don't have the roster bonuses and they don't have to show up, then don't show up. But if a guy shows up, one, he's in front of the coaches, and two, if he gets hurt, it'll get taken care of. I feel like knowing what we know about Brady and his work ethic, this could be, and this is a little tinfoil hat, is this a way of him going, yeah, guys, we need to stop working out so hard. Like, everyone take a back seat. And then we're going to keep doing what we're doing in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, there, there will absolutely be players that will show up at facilities. Like what you're doing as a veteran player, this is what they're doing as veteran players. They are doing something so disingenuous. It is really, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is almost unsavory. Okay. Rookie players need to get in there. Most of these, lot, some of these guys didn't play last year. Right. Um, and the ones that did play, they played in a shortened, different season. So now you get drafted and you got to go and make a team. And you're like, wait, I got to wait until the veterans want to show up? Like, nah, no thanks. I want to be there. I, I, I want to be there so I, I know the system. You got t- kids that team, players that switch teams. The, the idea that it doesn't do anything, it doesn't build team chemistry, like, you don't want to show up, don't show up. By the way, Tom Brady always showed up for OTAs until year 17. And by the way, he was a six-round pick. Do you think for one second that Tom Brady in his first couple years in the league wasn't going to show up? And then, of course, last year he was pissed at the rules because he's like, I got a new team, I got a new offensive coordinator, I can't even meet with him? No. Can I, They want to have it both ways. Doug, could you see Brady saying something like that if he didn't have the job security and the clout that he has. What do you mean? Like, if he if he was not Tom Brady and he was instructing all... Like, and I know he probably would never be in a position to talk like he was if he wasn't Tom Brady on that Players Association call, but, but Tom is so secure in his ways, he, he's so established, that it's easy for him to say, now... That he's not coming up. He's not a rookie like you were saying and having to, to want it to impress and to show off where he doesn't have to do those things. So it's easier for him to say, hey, don't show up for the offseason workouts because he doesn't really have a need to himself if he didn't want to because of how established he is already. Right. Right. The rules are rules are different for him. And yeah. um, OK. Yep. Got it. Now, the, the rules are the rules are different for him and he knows it. And, uh, but it's also the rules are different for him where he doesn't have to necessarily show up, but he always has, but he, but he always has. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 PM. Eastern noon Pacific from BBC radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 